And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Monday, November 7th, and we are here answering financial questions of yours. And the way that we do that is you don't just yell out into the universe. You don't just blurt out what you're thinking to your friend and think your friend's going to have the answer to your financial questions. You go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. You write your little message to us and then you check the box that says you want to come on the air. And if you do that, Mark does everything else. So just go ahead and bookmark the jillonmoney.com website. So anytime you have a financial question, you know that we are there for you. Today, we are talking to Lynette from Boston. And Lynette, what brings you to our airwaves today? Hi, Jill and Mark. I'm so happy to be here. I discovered your podcast earlier in the pandemic during my daily walks, and I've been tuning in every day, every week ever since. Thank you. You're so welcome. And I'm so happy to be here. I really am. Um, So I've got, I guess, an unusual question, and I haven't heard it posed very often on the podcast. I started paying a bit more attention to our investments uh, during the pandemic, as I'm sure most people have, especially after listening to uh, you and Mark so often. So one of the things I noticed is that my spouse and I, I'm 51 years old. Uh, My wife is and I, we have no kids. We rent. Um, Boston is a pretty high cost area. And our monthly expenses and income are all in line. But what I noticed was that on my personal capital app that I use to track my investments, I was noticing that the cash flow was definitely increasing year over year. And I'd never sort of noticed it until the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But what I really noticed was that my one of the things I did during the pandemic after listening to the show, and, and of course, Mark is Roth all the time, um, was I switched from my pre-tax 401k to a Roth 401k. But even so, I started realizing that the 
dividends that are paid out quarterly from my funds, they're, they're, they're accelerating quite, quite greatly. Um, and so, you know, right now, as of in 2022, I'm estimated to have $13,000 in dividends that, of course, is reinvested back into my two index funds. But for all the retirement calculators estimating what my future retirement income would be, I also discovered future value dividend calculators that sort of estimate what my future dividends would be paid out on those accounts. And if my calculations are right, or if the calculators are right, by the time I hit 65, my dividends alone paid out on my 401k plan would be approximately $90,000 a year. So first of all, wait a second, I just want to make sure I understand that. So you're saying just the dividends of the positions themselves in the retirement account before we take the money out for taxes, right? Yes. Okay. Just got to make sure that I got that. Okay. So how much money is in the account now? And then what's the assumption that the account grows to by 65? Do you have that number also? I do. So right now in the 401k, there's Mm $372,000 and that is paying out about 13600 this year in dividends. Okay. If we fast forward 15 years when mm-hmm. I'm closer to 65 with a modest 3% price appreciation in the funds and mm-hmm. about an 8% annual dividend growth rate, my value would be closer to $1.143 million, mm-hmm. and the approximate dividends would be at about 88000 Got it. I got it. You know, I don't know if the annual dividend growth rate, if that's like normal, historic, it's just not one of those rates that I've focused on. So I promise I will look into it. For right now, from what you're saying, the way that I hear this is you're saying to yourself, well, wait a minute. If I'm reinvesting it now, can I just pull the money out? And you could, you could. Of course, that would then change the the 3% price appreciation in that you would no longer be reinvesting dividends. You'd be using those dividends, which is fine. What kind, so you have a couple of index funds or what, what's the, uh, what, what is the composition of this account? So it, I have two index funds. They're both Vanguard low-cost index funds. One is a S&P 500 index. Uh, the other one is a medium-term bond index. So it's a 70-30 mix as of right now, which might be, a, I think it could be a little aggressive, but we definitely have longevity in our family. You know, I've got several members who, you know, have reached 100. Um, oh so several? I'm, several? Yeah. Holy several. no. Okay. So you said that your your monthly expenses have been sort of consistent, right? What yes. are those expenses? What do you, what do you estimate those expenses to be? Our monthly expenses as of right now are about running about $7200 a month. How much do you earn, Lynette? I earned 183. My wife earns about 25 to 30 every year. We're both in academia, but my job um, is, you know, at a university with very great benefits. Uh, her job is at a university where she's mostly working as adjunct faculty, so she does not have the benefits. So we set aside, you know, Roth investments for her every year, okay. as well as brokerage account. Okay, well, that's that's good. It sounds very good. And you said that you rent, 
right? So that's also an yes. important factor. So is there anything that uh, like in your future, besides the money that you have in your retirement account, are there other accounts, are there other investments that you guys have right now? In addition to the 401k, and, and you know, she's got rollover IRAs, we both have Roth IRAs. And, and again, thanks to listening to you all during the pandemic, I opened a brokerage account and starting to contribute to that. There is also a pension where I work, where yeah. which is not, um, you know, it, it's, an, it's a pension. So I'm not going to belittle it in any way, shape or form, because I know it's so rare. However, I think at age 65, with 100% joint uh, survivorship, I think it might be closer to $900 a month. But the lump sum, I think, as of right now, is is inching towards 180000 And how much are you contributing into your retirement account right now? Because I'm 51, I'm contributing the max plus the catch-up. Okay, good. And I get a, and I get a 5% max. Nice. Match. Okay, that's good. So it's funny, like, so the 15-year... Um, accumulation. And that was just the 372. That was based on the 372 grows by 3% a year plus annual dividend growth of 8%, as well as your contributions into that fund? Actually, according to the calculation, that's with no additional contributions. Mark, can I get a fact check on that? Contributing. I want to get a fact check on that. It just it seems like it just seems like a lot. So, Mark, mm-hmm. can you do a a, a quick uh, future value of three hundred seventy two thousand dollars currently? And let's do a fifteen years, and um, let's do a um, a growth rate. What do we What do you want to use, Mark? You want to do like a five percent in case, like you know, we have no growth or very minimal growth. And no additional money in there. So let's just do it straight up. Let's just do it 372, 5% annualized growth, 15 years. Just that alone, you're looking at about 775. Yeah, that's kind of what I would have thought. Because I think when I, all right, so here's how I'm dumb. So I'm just going to like put it out as like my simplistic. As I think about growth of a portfolio, I appreciate the the dividend aspect, but I think that part of the reason that we can use an annualized return of five or six or percent is that we are presuming that there are not just there isn't just price appreciation, but there is also dividend growth. I am sort of suspect on the that number, which is not to say you won't have that money, okay? Because seven seventy five presumes just the money grows to that point, but we've got 15 years where you're going to be putting third, at least 30 grand a year. So you are going to be at 1 million, you know, you're going to be at 1.2 million or so. And the way that I would think about the dividends is that it, it adds to the value. And, you know, there is going to be a point when you don't actually need to reinvest it. And then you would say, well, if I have $1.2 million, what percentage of that portfolio, you know, again, on average, could I pull out of the portfolio without depleting it, given that you have longevity, right? And it's something around 3%-ish. And it doesn't really matter whether you like break it out as dividends or not. Like if the dividends accelerate at a much faster pace, then maybe you will have 6% annualized growth, total return, right? But total return is price appreciation plus dividends. 
I don't really think breaking it out is all that important. What I do think is that you can say to yourself, well, I need $7,200 a month. All right. Out of my portfolio, let's make this up. Let's say that you can take out uh, $3,500 a month, okay, in, in future dollars. You'll have $900 a month of this pension because we'll just pretend you're going to take it as a monthly pension for now. And then you tell me what's your Social Security full retirement age amount is. So 67, what's the amount for, of Social Security that you would receive? 3175 Well, it looks like we're good. Because then when I add up this 3500 a month, 900 a month, and almost 3200 a month, it looks like you got what you need. You've got that you know, $7,200. All these numbers will be inflated, right? The expenses will be inflated, but so too will the Social Security benefit. Like there's going to be cost of living increases and all these things can change, but you're pretty close. And we are not accounting for any other money that you're saving. In other words, you have a brokerage account now. I think you kind of make it. I'm not sure it makes a ton of sense to even think about the dividend aspect of it, mostly because it's all going into a taxable account. The money starts growing. It will either grow somewhat faster, somewhat slower, you know, certain years, but there's going to be a lump sum of money and you're going to have to use that pot of money to actually live on. Completely ignoring the dividends for the next 15 years, if she's putting in 30 grand a year, in 15 years, it's going to be like 1.4 million. Yeah. So 1.4, even better. So if you take, you know, if you, if you look at that pot of money and again, that's just this account, right? Cause you're putting money in some right. other, in other accounts now, right? A little bit more money. Yes. There's, there's 165 in the IRA rollover and about another 17 in the Roth. And, yeah. So I think you're yeah. going to be able to pull four grand a month pretty easily out of your assets. When we look at an asset and how it grows, it is price appreciation plus dividends or, you know, in a fund, it's dividends, right? Or if it's an individual bond, it's interest. All of that together gives you total return. And when I look at the growth rate of a portfolio, I'm really more interested in total return, not exactly the the how you how we divvy it up and get there. There are a lot of people who like the idea of living off dividends. Because dividend rates were so low for so long in a low interest rate environment, there was they just weren't that much. People couldn't do it. So they had to pull money out of their principal. They were really relying on appreciation. However, when you're in a higher interest environment, when you're in a high dividend payout environment, that is certainly starting to happen in some companies, you find that people can start to say, well, I'll just pull my dividends out. But you know, the corpus of what's left is still going to grow at whatever growth rate it is. And so it's great to have dividends. It can smooth out variability in portfolios. But I'd love to, um, when we get off the air, you're going to tell me the name of the calculator you have, and I'm going to play with it. And just to see, like, how do they, is there something in there I'm missing? I could, you know, I don't know, Mark, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you think like, am I thinking about this the right way you think? Anytime I do my calculations, I don't ever factor in the dividends. All throughout my CFP coursework, it was never taught that way either. Yeah. I mean, because that's the funny thing. Like the way that when I just said to Mark, run the calculation, like when you, when I look at my calculator, we do a present value. We say, what is the present value of this? What is the rate of return? What is the time horizon? And are we adding money to the portfolio? And that adding of money is not dividends being added. It's new money going in, in terms of contributions. That's how I was taught. But meanwhile, it does sound like you're in good shape, Lynette. I mean, that's the more important aspect of this, like big picture wise. I feel like you're in good shape. I really do. Uh, Estate planning and life insurance, since you're the main, the primary or the larger pay earner, 
do you have those stuff that stuff in place? Yep, we each have a million and a half in term life, and we also have all of our state documents done. I mean, five stars for you, for sure. Lynette, is there anything else we can do for you today? I I will say that I'll I'll be happy to share the calculators that I use. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'll also just say that uh, the other investment accounts, the rollover IRA and the Roth IRA, also have a good amount of dividends that are sort of being paid out every year. And again, I can, you know, I can see that on my personal capital app. And so, you know, I always sort of track the cash flow. Just curious if, you know, those are easier accounts very, very long down after road that I expect to tap the 401k first, where I could just, you know, sort of turn off reinvestment and just let those dividends sit in cash until I need them. Absolutely. Um, like that's, that's like oh, actually more like of a management situation in terms of like cash flow management where the dividends will help. Like, for example, let's say that, you know, you're 72 years old. It's time for your required minimum distributions. If in advance you say, hey, you know what? I'm not reinvesting dividends. I'm just going to let it flow into the cash, into the money market. And that's going to be my required minimum distribution for the year. That's a way to, I think, think use the the dividend structure rather than again this is like a little bit of a different horizon in this universe but like if you think back 5 years ago all the larger drivers of of gains in the S&P 500 were technology companies and they didn't pay dividends right so no one was thinking that way they were thinking when i need the money i'll sell something and i'll raise the money i think that having dividends provides cash flow management that's a lot easier that I agree with. So that if, you know, we come to a period of time when you're retiring and we you were sitting down and talking about this or you're talking to a financial advisor, what they're saying is this pot of money will clearly generate what you need. Now let's manage the cash flow so that you don't have to worry about selling an asset at the wrong time to raise the money you need for A, living expenses and B, required minimum distributions. And then I do think the dividend aspect of it does help you out quite a bit. Just, but I think it's more of a cash flow thing. Yes, absolutely, um, and that, that's how I'm thinking of it. So yep. I am, I'm super grateful for your time, and it's always awesome to uh, listen to you and Mark during the week, during my walks and my drives. And uh, thank you for being of such great service to oh, the general community. Thank you, Lynette. We appreciate you, even though you're from Boston and we're not talking sports. And if you, like Lynette, would like to come and join us and talk dividends, talk cash flow management, talk retirement, talk about longevity risk, which is like a real risk because, you know, if you're going to live to 100, all bets are off on how much more money you need to accumulate, right? So if there are things out there that are on your mind, we encourage you to go to our website. It's jillonmoney.com. You click the contact us button. You let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air while you're on the website. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter and then spend a few bucks by pre-ordering my new book. It's called The Great Money Reset. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. It is available in lots of different, uh, from different uh, sellers. So you just go onto the website, click the link. You can pre-order now. And when you pre-order, you will be invited to a very cool special event for people who are pre-ordering the book. So check it out. We don't have any information about the event yet, so calm down. But it'll be uh, like in February. What else do I have to do? Uh, Leave us a rating and review on Apple and lift someone up today. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 